Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. We're joined today for the third and final conversation with Raymond Mason. He's a survivor of residential schools here in Manitoba. Now, he has a story that at times can be extremely difficult to listen to, but it's also one that comes with a story of transformation. Today on Connections, he'll share with us what he's up to nowadays, and he'll talk about a memoir that he released late last year called Spirit of the Grassroots People Seeking Justice for Indigenous Survivors of Canada's Colonial Education System. Raymond Mason's childhood started off like many others. It was simple, yet an enjoyable experience, but that all quickly changed when he was just eight years old. He was taken from his home and put into a residential school. We've been chatting with Raymond Mason over the past two days about his story, and today he'll be talking to us about his transformation and what he's been doing over the past couple of years to help him to deal with the the trauma and the pain that he still feels to this day. I think so many of us just truly don't understand. Like I said, I grew up just, you know, 20 minutes away from the residential school in Birtle. I played baseball in the valley below the residential school, but had no idea until recently the true injustice that took place. And you've been advocating since 1986 how does it feel to finally be seeing results or do you feel we're seeing the results we need to be seeing in this country yet? I, I feel that, uh, um, you know, I feel good about it. Uh, however, the job is not done. You know, uh, there, there, there's approximately 200,000 plus, maybe 260 to 265 people that didn't get anything out of it, didn't receive their justice from either the agreement, the day school or the residential school agreement, simply because Canada is saying that, oh, we didn't own those buildings. Wow. They're, they're, those buildings are they're owned by either by the, the provincial government or by the churches, different various churches, or by or publicly and, and privately owned schools. And you know, so we we didn't we didn't have no staff member, we didn't have no board members on 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 their operation. So therefore, we're not responsible for what went on within the four walls. That's what the that's the, so there's the job is. I would say seventy percent or sixty percent done in terms of uh, completing reconciliation with the survivors in Canada. I made a presentation to Mark Miller, I think his name is, in December of 2019, I think last December, December 3rd, I made a presentation to them and I said, it doesn't matter, to me, that is a feeble excuse to weasel out of your responsibility because I said, Canada, you put us there mm-hmm. as a child. And when you did that, you had a legal fiduciary obligation for our safety and well-being. And you grossly breached that. And therefore, to say that, you know, what went on within those four walls, and it doesn't matter what kind of a building or what kind of a, who owned those buildings, you put us there. And, and furthermore, I said, I say that um, Canada should be held responsible for child abduction because that's what it's all about, child abduction, taking, 
taking us away from our parents, our community, and our culture. In your in your book, Mr. Mason, Spirit of the Grassroots People, you share about your experience in the schools as a child. Uh, you also share about the work that you and your colleagues have been doing over the years for reconciliation and justice. What was it like uh, to write that book and work through all these memories again? It wasn't easy. It took me at least two years. And I would type and I'd break down and I'd get, and come tell my wife, oh, I got to take a break. I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got to, I, I, you know, to, 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 to live it and, and, and then dig up, it's like digging up old bones, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and type it. It was very difficult. But I had to do it. I had to do it. I felt I had to do it because I wanted to show my readers that what I'm saying, I lived it. I, I, I experienced it. Therefore, I have a right to write and say what I want about, about that experience. And, and, and like I said in my book, I represent all the survivors of Canada because I'm only one person of many thousands of people that have experienced, uh, experienced the, uh, what we went on in the colonial educational system. You know, so it, it was very, very difficult to say the least. But I managed. What do you hope comes out of this book for people that read it, both maybe for survivors or the daughters and sons of survivors, as well as for uh, uh, settler Canadians that might read it as well? What are your hopes? Well, I hope that <clears throat> the people outside Indian country will, uh, will understand us as Indian people, understand the impact that it had on, on us culturally. You know, uh, you know, and, uh, we'll understand why the jails are ninety percent full of in, uh, in, uh, the inmates are full of of uh, native inmates. And, you know, uh, you, you, you look, you take a look at those and talk to those, some of those people that are, was in jail. You'll find out that all or most uh, we found out around 80, uh, ninety-four or ninety-three percent were came from the colonial educational system. Mm-hmm. They went through the, 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 that system. And, and, and why people are, are sleeping in, or people are sleeping in corners, passed out, or, you know, and, and white people say, oh, look at that dirty drunk, the Indian drunk, useless Indian. You know, that, that I hope that they will understand that and, and change their thinking, way of thinking, of us and, and to get rid of that stereotype of uh, discrimination, you know, uh, you know, and uh, uh, you know, and just to, to see the real picture, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of what uh, we all went through. And I'm only one person, and uh, you know, and like incidentally, I just want to go back quickly. I also yeah. told Canada that we're we're we are here to help them resolve their black eye in the history of the world. What they did. To us as a as a as a as a people, as Indian people, and you know, and I said we're we're here to work with you to help you resolve what what's the wrong that you did, 
know, it's so difficult. How can we just as individuals, what are the steps we can take to move towards reconciliation and uh, resolve what has taken place in the past? Well, first of all, we have to forgive ourselves. Hmm. We learned how to forgive ourselves, you know, and for the way we thought and the way, the way we, the, the negative ways that we thought about it as, as we got older. And then secondly, we got to forgive the people that did, did us wrong. You know, we got to forgive them because if we, if we don't, it will be very, very difficult, you know, for us to, 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 uh, to um, accomplish what you want to do. And, and the, third thing, the third thing I think is really important is when we talk about reconciliation, Canada has to be involved with that. They can't just say, okay, let the, we know what we need to do. We know, we know what has to happen in order to have uh, reconciliation with, with each other in Canada. And Canada has to be involved. They should be in, in the sweats with us. They should be with uh, learning our culture, you know. You know, like sending uh, teachers to our communities to teach us uh, education and all that. Does those teachers know our culture? Do they know anything about us as Indians? No. Yeah. You know, things like that has to happen. And, and they have to uh, have complete reconciliation with Canada until... Those people that I spoke about, I went to those schools that missed out on those two agreements. Uh, they have to be given their justice as well, because uh, you know it's a form of discrimination. Because I, I feel bad when a family member of mine uh, doesn't get didn't, didn't get anything, and yet I got my check. You know, mm. well, I'm going to the bank and and. Your family relatives are watching it, and you know, and it hurts. You know, and and, uh, and to me, that's discrimination. And and secondly, we will never ever have complete reconciliation with with, our, with Canada unless they're willing to sit down with us and work out an agreement. And and the other thing, like I told Mark Miller, I, I Minister Mark Miller, I you know. I told him that, why are we allowing, I said, who has the authority here, you or the courts? Because the court system seems to be dictating on how to correct their black guy. Like I told him, we can, we can work, work on an agreement that will satisfy all the different survivors that are left out. And like, you don't need to go to court for each type of school. Like, that's what they're making us do. They're telling us to, uh, uh, you know, if you went to the province, provincial schools, take us to court. You go to church, different types of church schools, take us to court. You know, like, and that's very, very tedious, very long, very costly. And meanwhile, we're all dying off by the thousands each year. And this is, this is awful. And now hopefully your book, Spirit of the Grassroots People, is going to reach even more out there who don't understand what went on and, and what needs to be done. Where can people pick up the book? You can pick, them, uh, pick it up uh, very well on all the major bookstores, they call. Yeah, if I could jump in here, uh, my father's book is available in every major book outlet. It's also available um, through the online portals as well. Uh, I know locally you can find it on 
uh, McNally's uh, website. You can also find it in McNally itself. But uh, you can pick it up where, through uh, most places like Chapters and etc. Uh, you can also find it on Amazon. It's, it, it's very easy to find. It's widely available. As people of faith, um, we're, part, we're part of a faith that teaches love and forgiveness and reconciliation. That is the core being of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and I think it's important to note um, that is what we indigenous peoples are seeking. We're seeking reconciliation. We're seeking to reconcile our relationship with non-indigenous Canada. We're not asking for, um, for people to get off our land and get off the continent and go back to where they came from or anything like that. We're not asking um, uh, for anything except for right relationship. After all this time, after all this abuse, after all this evil, we're simply asking to reconcile and repair a relationship. We're not asking to destroy it. We're not asking to end the relationship. We're asking to reconcile. And I think as people of faith, that's something that we sometimes forget. Uh, that, that is what we indigenous peoples are trying to do. That is what my father is trying to advocate his whole life for. And uh, it's something that we as people of faith need to keep in mind. Yeah, that phrase, right relationship, I mean, that sounds pretty familiar to Christians, I think. Jesus brought us into right relationship with God, and yeah, Indigenous people in Canada are hoping to have right relationship with everybody else. Thank you, Kyle, and thank you, Raymond, for both joining us over the past three days to discuss this very important topic. Remember, don't forget to subscribe to Connections with Mike Tom and Colleen Hood. You can listen to this conversation as well as many others there. You can do that by visiting podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. We'll talk to you again on Connections.